Welcome to Imperfection in Training. I'm Priyanka. I'm Maddie. And we're just two 20-somethings somewhere out in the world asking, what is art? What is life? What is the, the universe? universe? This week, Maddie and I decided we wanted to delve into the um, interesting world of casual dating and relationships and all that fun stuff and sort of what it's been like to navigate that world as a 20-something. You know, kind of thinking about like the expectations we place on ourselves that others place on us in terms of relationships and dating and also thinking about how we subvert all of the mainstream ideas that don't necessarily always work about those same things and kind of how do you find your place in how do you find your place in that structure in a way that feels true to yourself and true to the people you actually want to see yourself with and be with and all of that good stuff? Maddie, do you want to tell us a little bit about your experiences? I feel as though I have always been much more of a like relationship person in that um, I think that I've always I feel like oftentimes I've kind of like fallen into relationships and especially like after going to university like I've been in like fairly long term like for you know the age that I am relationships which has been interesting in terms of like facing judgment from people who think that it's like bad to be in relationships without longer periods of being single in between and then like having judgments based off of that but then also then kind of after my most recent relationship ended which was more than two years ago now which is wild um great I'm so happy it's been that long (laughs) so after that relationship ended I decided to foray into the, the magical world of tinder (laughs) and through that I met my current partner and we were casually dating for quite a while so yeah with my current partner we started off being very casual and it was more like a friends with benefits thing and then after the course of several months we first decided to be casual but exclusive and then said I love you and then I freaked out and knit an entire scarf in a week because I realized I had feelings and I was confused (laughs) and I thought that knitting would calm me down so apparently stress knitting is a thing good to know (laughs) and then we actually decided to be in a relationship and for me having that like long period of time I think it was like eight months or something in between when we first started seeing each other and when we like officially decided to be in a relationship was really really nice even though I know everyone will tell you like oh friends with benefits can't lead anywhere good one person always get feelings and like get hurt and it can't be good for anyone and it never ends well my experience was totally different I think partly because we both knew that having something casual actually requires more communication than something defined rather than less communication (laughs) which a lot of people seem to think and I think is just really incorrect But also, especially for me as someone who felt as though in many of their previous relationships, I was kind of sort of pressured into being more committed than I wanted to be very soon on, very early on, because I didn't 
really know that other options existed. Like I hadn't ever really explored like casually dating or like non-exclusively dating and just kind of seeing where things went. And so then I felt this pressure was like, oh, well, we are in a relationship and that has all of these expectations of like what levels of commitment that entails and stuff like that. And so for me, it was very like liberating to not have that and to actually be able to ask myself like at every stage in the development of our relationship, what is it that I want? Like, is this what I want? Do I want something else? What am I feeling? Do I still want to be, do I still want to be non-exclusive? Do I want to be exclusive? Like what kind of feelings am I developing? And things like that. And like, I understand that that was also like a really unique experience in that like Tyrell, who's my partner, um, who I finally got around to asking if I can use his name and he said it was fine <laughs> and probably a whole le- lot less awkward than constantly being like my partner my partner my partner <laughs> um, so yes Tyrell <laughs> and I had like really great trust and communication from the start but I think that's also because like neither one of us expected anything from the other so we were going in with such an open mind that it was really good and for me was such a contrast to the approach that I'd had with relationships in the past where I felt like I had all these expectations and like pressures I was putting on myself to like act a certain way and feel a certain way towards people that ended up not being very healthy and leading to quite unhealthy dynamics so for me I feel like casual dating and relationshiping can be as separate or as connected as you want them to be if that makes sense like they don't necessarily have to be like opposites of each other and I think that like both have value and that value is different but I don't think we should underestimate either one yeah definitely and it's so interesting one of the last comments you made um actually uh called to me something that I've been thinking about a lot lately about this which is that um I feel like there was a lot of um there was a there was a lot of good in not placing expectations and not um, not having preconceived notions about what it is you wanted this to be or assumed it was going to be or assumed this where this relationship was going to go and I mean and like I think it's human to have some thoughts or ideas or I don't know you know what have you but um, I really I think you guys handled it so well where you really just let it come as it came when you like, you were really, I remember this, I remember this at the time, I feel like both of you, well, I can't super speak to him, for him, but I remember you were definitely taking things as they came and when you figured out you had feels, you like took a minute and figured, took your time with it and figured it out. And I think the reason that's so important is, um, as someone who does not do that, <laughs> the value <laughs> is, uh, <laughs> the grass is very, very green on your end, my love. Um, because no because the truth is that this was something i was talking with uh, a friend of mine about literally two days ago because um and i just think this person's just i think someone is really cute and i was just like oh but there's all of these reasons that it doesn't make any sense in the long term and he kind of just my friend looked at me and he was like how how do you first of all you can't like you can't know someone unless you date them and like hang out with them and spend time with them in whatever context and you can't know if you want to be with someone unless you know them. So how can you decide if you want to be with them before you've even dated them? And I was like, that is a fantastic question. And I do not have an answer for you. <laughs> um, because it's true. And I think it's also interesting um, because I'm a big believer of the idea that 
if you walk into a situation with preconceived notions and expectations and ideas of what it is going to be and should be and will be and uh, you know add all of the various things um you often close the doors on what it can be mm-hmm. and perhaps even what it is because you're so caught up in what it is you are looking for or what it is you have decided you're going to see and you change the way you perceive everything whereas if you walk into a situation yeah definitely with an idea of what it is you want because i think going to something with zero idea of anything is not useful either um but being open to having that change and be malleable and move forward from that i think is really important and um and i think especially when it comes to literally letting another person into your life because for me i don't know i find that really hard this is going to sound this is going to sound really weird but i'm going to go with it i was sitting i was i've been traveling a lot recently and i was sitting on a flight with two very very nice men um who were friends and um it was it was an early morning flight so i'd been up since what like 3 a.m. my time and i had like a 24 hour day so i was really tired um and i was sitting on this flight and this guy next to me who is a lovely human guys i'm going to sound so awful and i apologize but um but this is more this has less to do with him and much more to do with me he just kind of yawned and in my defense he farted on a plane and that is just bad decorum like you do not fart in a metal box that is enclosed you just don't i just go to the bathroom but but regardless like between his morning breath that he had not fixed i brushed my teeth before i got on that plane um and this fart i was just like why would i want to let someone else into my life i don't want this this is unnecessary <laughs> how am i supposed to deal with this all the time <laughs> and it's like even i mean and a joke apart even if um even on a more hmm on a more not practical because this is in my opinion like in my opinion dealing with this is also practical but um but on a more scheduled like scheduling level and sort of just literally fitting someone into your life you have to make time for them you have to do all of that and i find it i find like i'm someone who finds it really hard to find the justification to make time and create a space for someone when i don't know if i'm going to feel like that space was worth it later so i find it really hard to push past that thing of of my own desire be it to protect myself which is definitely part of it be it to go do all the things i want to do which is also a part of it and just in all honesty i'm fine i'm doing fine i'm very happy with my life right now i find no reason to turn all of that on its head for someone if i don't know if i firstly if i don't know them but also i don't know i just i none of it makes sense in my head which is weird because i was convinced for like i was convinced my the entirety of the life that i thought about dating that i was going to be a massive daily person i was going to be a massive relationship person and i was going to love that i think what i loved was the idea of that and the idea of having that but for me i feel as though my life is very full emotionally and all of that by the friends i have you know so yeah there are definitely things that 
perhaps there are definitely absolutely things that a romantic relationship will bring me that I don't have at the moment because I don't have a romantic relationship. Duh. But I also find it, I, so I find it really hard to do what you both did of just kind of stepping back and not having, not having a checklist for what the relationship should be. I don't have a checklist for the person, I feel. I, I'm sure I, I did. I definitely did at some point. And then I decided that was silly and you can't, people aren't checklists. That's BS. But at the same time, how do you justify and do you justify making time for someone in that way? I don't know. I feel like this is so interesting because we have such a different approach. Well, like for me, it's okay. Correct me if I'm wrong, but what I'm getting from you is that making time for someone when you're not like certain about them. So it isn't the like, oh, making time when you're like in a really like committed relationship with someone that you love. Like that's one thing. And like, that's like, you know, the value that you're getting out of that. Whereas what you find difficult is making time for someone who you don't know yet, if they do have a place in your life, or if they, if you are going to get value from that, would, would you say that that's right? I think so. Yeah. Okay, cool. I want to make sure I understood that because I feel like that's really interesting because for me, deciding to embark on something that was kind of casual allowed me to be like selfish in the way that I prioritize my time that I hadn't ever been able to be in a relationship and so even though yes it was I guess kind of a risk I suppose in inverted commas making time for someone who I didn't know if like I was going to get anything from it like I was okay with that because I also knew like well I have no commitment to this person like I can stop seeing them at any time if I change my mind and that's fine and so like I was allowed to be selfish and I was allowed to put what I wanted before what I thought the other person wanted when like in relationships I had a really hard time doing that because like I had an unhealthy attitude towards those relationships and the relationships themselves were unhealthy but it was a really good way for me to like unlearn that and learn how to be healthily selfish in a relationship and like I don't think that I would have been able to do that with something committed where like I knew that the person was really valuable to me like I think I was only able to do that because I didn't know and therefore it forced me to be selfish and care about what it is that I want when I was starting to date Tyrell or like we were starting to see each other I wasn't making time for him like I was making time for me (laughs) and like yes he happened to be there but like (laughs) I was enjoying like going to see movies with someone and like go on dates with someone and like get drinks together like I was enjoying that it didn't like maybe this sounds kind of mean but it didn't not that it didn't matter if he enjoyed that because obviously it did but I wasn't making time for him to have a good time I was making time for me to have a good time and that good time involved him but like I wasn't making time for someone else you know I totally get what you mean and you're you're so right I've never thought of it like that because I just realized um like it 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 just hit me um it just hit me that we have this consistent idea that when you're dating someone, when you're in a relationship with someone, and maybe this is a women's socialization thing, I don't know, um, for me, but I just don't, I feel as though we're constantly taught that you have to think about the other person and you're making time for someone else and you're letting them into your life and they have to become a part of your life. and. 
you're so right. Until you said that, I didn't hear it. It was that it just isn't about the other person. Not at the beginning anyway. You're making time to see if you want to have a new energy in your life, if you will. Yeah, exactly. And also with his like... I don't know. I feel like it's... I feel like in relationships that in some ways resemble a heterosexual relationship, at least like maybe from the outside do, I feel like it's quite easy for those like gender expectations and like gender socialization on all sides to like sneak in yeah, and kind of like infiltrate. It sucks because like neither person wants to be doing that or like none of the people involved like want to be doing, well hopefully they don't want to be. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I feel like that's a... That's a separate point. If your partner does want to be a misogynistic idiot, I mean, then you have different. You have a different set of problems, and you probably need exactly to that is that is a whole other issue. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like within, yeah, within a like committed relationship, it's quite easy for those things to sneak in in a really like in a way that you almost don't even notice them until you like take a step back and are like, huh, interesting. <laughs> I mean, I feel very fortunate because I feel like in my relationship, like that's something that we talk about a lot because I think it is something that just because of the world we live in, because of the society that we were both raised in, like those expectations are going to come up and it isn't like, yes, there is the personal responsibility in like seeing those things and addressing them. But there is also the like, it is a systemic thing. And I think it takes a lot of like personal effort to realize how much you are like embodying a system like that um but I feel like in casual dating that can definitely come up in like other ways because like you probably haven't quite like established that trust where you can be like hey I think that this action that you do is like very subtly motivated by sexism like it's kind of hard to say to someone who you met who you've like met on tinder and gotten like a glass of wine with one time <laughs> yeah like it's it's kind of an awkward conversation to have and you might not have that like level of trust yet and that's one thing so I feel like those like gendered expectations can definitely come up but I think the way they come up is different because I think there are there is less of the like I guess the like nurturing side of like feminine socialization if that makes sense you know the like being responsible for like things going smoothly and all of that I feel like when casually dating someone because like your lives aren't intertwined yet like that's not going to be an issue and I feel like it for me I found it much easier to address those gendered expectations that like were very deeply internalized in me in the situation of casually dating someone because I was able to like yeah I really can't think of any other way to put it that like I was just able to be selfish but not selfish in a bad way like selfish in a really really good way yeah for sure that makes so much sense. I think it's also so weird because this was something I was thinking about in a slightly different context, but is also applicable here, where I think whenever we talk about relationships, um, specifically romantic ones, I don't think people talk about platonic relationships or familial relationships enough and healthily at all, but that's a different case in point. But I feel like when we talk about romantic relationships, we're constantly talking about enjoying the other person's company, enjoying someone else, like enjoying that the other person sort of becomes the point in the narrative 
either yeah. which way. But the truth is, and I was really thinking about this, I, I was thinking, but that's not true. One of the reasons I love, the, the many of the reasons I love hanging out with the friends I have is because it's not just because I love them, because I do truly and deeply, but it's also because I love me around them. I love what you bring out in me. I love what, I love who I am around you. I love how I am around you. I love the parts of me that you encourage. And surely it's the same with a romantic relationship too. It's not just about quote unquote enjoying the other person. It's also about enjoying who you are with the other person. And both of you getting to enjoy the parts of each other that you bring out and the unit that you create together. And there's so much more to it than just, oh, this other person is hot slash cute slash great and loving and all of these good things. And so I am enjoying them, you know? I totally totally agree with that I think that's such a good way of putting it because yeah when I think about like why it is that like I I'm so in love with my partner it's yes it's because I like think that he is wonderful and kind of all these things and I'm not gonna start gushing because I've done that enough <laughs> I think you can always stand and do it more I love hearing it <laughs> why wouldn't I want to hear my best friend being in love it's the best thing <laughs> I'm glad you feel that way. <laughs> I'm sure some people find it annoying, but oh well. <laughs> oh, I appreciate that. Um, but I think also, like, a part of it is that I like who I am when I'm with him, and I like who I've become because of the influence in, like, because of his influence in my life. And yeah, that's totally how I think about my friends. And I wonder why it is that we, like as a society, we frame romantic relationships so differently in that way. Like, because I feel like we don't frame friendships or familial relationships in that way. And part of that is, like you said, we just don't really talk about them as much overall. Yeah. But part of it is there isn't this sense of, I think that with romantic relationships, there's this sense that like, you're almost like sacrificing yourself to the other person. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I feel like, sorry, I, I don't mean to cut you off, but I, I just going off of that, I, I feel as though people make it so that, you know, the stupid, oh my God, this, this phrase gets on my last nerve. Um, You're two halves of a whole. And um, uh, <laughs> very, very disrespectfully, I disagree. Um, I am a whole <laughs> individual person, thank you very much. And, they are the other person is a whole individual person and we are two individual people who are also a whole on our in our own terms but my feelings about that phrase aside i feel like the the point is uh is that you i between the whole two halves of a whole and the the thing i'm saying of you you thinking of only the other person what you just said of sacrificing a part of yourself you literally somehow the narrative keeps pushing you um to almost become less and think like and sort of become this weird merged codependent unit you know yeah yeah no it's almost it's like forcing you to like be smaller and smaller and smaller until like this other person is like dominating your being and I think that there definitely is like a gendered aspect to that. I think exactly. that like I think that in general, like in queer relationships, there is like more I think more of like a critical understanding of like how gender ties into things and like more of an understanding of like the hierarchies and the relationship as well. And I mean obviously there are other hierarchies that can exist within relationships, but I think that 
I think that this like specific thing I think that oftentimes like people who are like socialized as women can be like pressured to yeah like shrink and like almost like dissolve so that then like their like male partner takes up all of the emotional space in the relationship and actually what's really interesting is that um it's like a documented phenomenon that men really stop talking to their friends when they enter a relationship whereas women don't because men specifically see like their partner's role as being like their sole like emotional support system whereas like women tend to keep up with their wider friends and it's really interesting because especially when I think about people like in my parents generation for example like it's always like you know my mum and her friends and then like their husbands <laughs> but it's not like the men are friends individually and obviously you know this is a very like cis normative heteronormative example but I think that like because that is the like the precedent yeah, exactly, because that is the precedent, because that is the way that those, like, gendered relationships can play out, and the way that gender can affect those relationships, like, and affect how they play out. I just, I feel like it can just be so damaging. But then it's also, it's like this double-edged sword, because it's like, on one hand, like, if you're like, socialised as a woman, you're supposed to, like, you can't win, like, you're supposed to like dissolve so that your partner can dominate everything but at the same time like you're judged for doing that and like that's just such rubbish <laughs> like that's just I'm sorry this is maybe just getting on a bit of a like feminist tangent <laughs> but um that's not strictly related to casual dating and relationships but this is something that I feel really strongly about like there's really no way that you can like whatever you do you're doing it wrong <laughs> And I feel like that just, like, sums up how our culture, like, sees femininity as a whole. Like, every part of it is flawed. Oh, absolutely. And, like, oh, yeah, I don't like it's it. So Gender is rubbish. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so irritating. It's like, it's like, oh, why are, you, why are you mad that you're not being represented in the media? Why are you mad that your body's not represented in the media? Oh, you like your body? Shame on you. Why do you like your body? Oh, you're dressing like that? You shouldn't be dressing like that. Oh, you're doing this instead? Oh, you shouldn't be doing that either. Can you get off? I'm yeah, so yeah, like literally I saw the other day, I think it was yesterday, I saw on Twitter like an article that basically a sportswear brand had like mannequins in uh, their store that were plus size and because it was like an athletic wear brand people were being like this is setting such a bad example and like someone who is like a leading nutritionist and fitness expert like had a response to it on Twitter that was like like chances are like this person who would like is wearing these clothes like wouldn't be going for a run they would probably be like pre-diabetic and on their way to a hip replacement and I was like first of all like this like mannequin is not even like obese also the correlation between like weight and all these health issues has been like grossly misrepresented in the media also it is none of your business what someone else's health issues are also like maybe you should stop trying to shame people who are trying to improve their fitness no matter what their size is and it was just this whole thing of it's like okay so you're going to judge someone for being overweight and you're going to make sure that they feel so uncomfortable buying clothes to exercise in that they don't have a hope of increasing their like fitness or like 
anything like that, like, then what, what are they supposed to do then? Like, you've got given them any options. Either they're going to be judged for one thing or they're going to be judged for another thing. And I feel like there's just so many examples of that, like, in our society as a whole, where, like, you just, there's nothing you can do that is going to be perceived well by people. No, there Okay, isn't. like, bringing this back to, like, romantic relationships versus, like, casual dating and stuff like that, like, if you're in too many relationships, then, like, you don't know how to be single and clearly you have no sense of self. And I'm like okay, I feel deeply insulted by that because I have, <laughs> like, not, I wouldn't say I have a particularly strong sense of self, but I have enough of a sense of self to have, like, a bi-weekly existential crisis. So, like, <laughs> there's something there. <laughs> no, and then if you're, if you're single all the time, it's because, God forbid, you can't actually hold down someone or you're a failure at letting someone else into your life or you're committophobe or you're all these other labels. And I'm just out here trying to live my life, man. I just, I don't, I'm not interested in your opinion. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, like, if you try to, like, if you're, like, dating a lot, then, like, you're a slut. Like, there's literally no way to, I know that's, like, a simplified way of looking at it, but a lot of people do see it that way. And, like, it sucks. Like, there's no way, like, there's, I feel like it's so difficult. I feel like this is part of why navigating anything romantic is so hard, because you're not only navigating what you want, you're not only even navigating that plus what the other person wants, you're also navigating that with the like impending judgment of society, whether that's like people who are close to you, people who aren't close to you. Also like, that also brings in this whole like, those who mind don't matter and those who matter don't mind, which I just think is so not true. It's just so much more complicated than that. There are some relationships that will always matter to you no matter how problematic or non-accepting those people are and that's the way it goes. Um, and it sucks, but, like, you can't just say that those people don't matter because that, like, it's so much more complex. Yeah, and I feel like those relationships bring in a certain almost necessary level of complicatedness to be able to maybe understand nuances in your situation better. I'm not saying they're fun, but you can't imply that they're completely useless. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And also, like, they're just inevitable. I don't know, and so it's, like, yeah, it's difficult because you have to... I feel like it's really hard to navigate like your own expectations and the expectations of others um especially when it comes to like romantic things because like everyone has an opinion about it like everyone has an opinion about like who you date and how you go about dating like something that honestly like really frustrated me so much when Tyrell and I had been seeing each other for a few months and it was like very clear that we really liked each other and like you know we were like developing crushes on each other and like we'd spoken about that and we still decided that like we didn't want to be in a relationship and even once we decided we didn't want to see other people we still didn't want to have the label of a relationship and so many people including like a lot of my friends told me like well this is basically a relationship like and they kind of implied like why are you kidding yourself like mm -hmm. And I, I found it so frustrating because I was like, this has nothing to do with you. Like how I choose to define one aspect of my life that has no impact on yours, like don't have opinions about it. Because there were many reasons why, like I didn't want the label of a relationship, why I didn't feel ready for that. And ultimately like that's what mattered. And like it irritated me that other people felt entitled to have an opinion and not only that they felt entitled to have an opinion but that they felt it was that not even that they felt it was that it was socially acceptable 
for them to express that opinion as though they were right and I was wrong about something happening in my own life. Yeah. And I think that, like, I feel you're bringing, you're pointing to a very specific thing with romantic relationships that because they're so visible and because they're given so much more importance that perhaps they necessarily have at that point in your life or that they're even going to have in the long term or whatever because of that, because they're so visible and because it is their romantic partner, everyone sort of just feels like they're an expert and it's, you're just not, can you calm down? I feel like there's, there's this, it's so interesting. I grew up with this, this narrative of this is what it, this is what relationships look like. This is what you do. This is how you go from dating to this, to this, which also that was a whole other like cultural difference. And, um, and there was all of this BS that came with it. And the more I've grown up, the more I've realized that I've, I've only, I'm only seeing more and more quote-unquote unconventional relationships to the point that as like per my life, unconventional is the conventional. That like, everyone I know has been in the sort of relationship that doesn't really, that if you didn't know enough about it, you would have all the things to say. And if you did know, you would understand that it was the right thing for those people. And so it is beyond me why that visibility and this, I feel like people listen to the narrative, listen to what everyone says, watch movies on how you're supposed to be a friend to someone who's dating someone, and then decide that that's correct. Mm-hmm. And that makes sense. And I'm, and I'm out here, are you really, really getting your role model from a Hollywood movie? Really? That, that's what's forming this for you? Mainstream pop culture? Yeah, but then again, like... I don't know, like, that's totally informed the way that I see things. No, and totally, it has for me too. It. Yeah, totally and, and it's the kind of thing where it's, it's almost like you know that it's happening and you still can't stop it. Like, you know, like, okay, like, I am aware that this whole, like, ridiculous, like, Hollywood fairy tale thing is a ridiculous Hollywood fairy tale thing. And yet that's so, like, deeply ingrained, especially because, like, we, like, experience that from such a young age. It's, like society why are you doing this to me (laughs) and it's the sort of thing where I feel for me at least until such time as I had enough examples of different kinds of families working out different kinds of relationships working out I wasn't able to start actually unlearning all of the silly things I'd learned from Hollywood you know I I, or not Hollywood per se but just the mainstream pop culture Um, because I feel like that's the other thing is I think growing up, I felt this intense pressure that I had to be dating all the time or I wasn't doing life correctly. Um, like from the time you're 15, 16, you have to start dating. And that's the only way you can be told you're attractive. If like 600 people find you attractive and you decide to pick one of those 600 people and then add to that through college, you have to have at least one relationship. You have to do this. You have to do that. Then when you hit your mid twenties, you have to have one. And then maybe somewhere along the line, you'll get lucky, but you can't go above the magic number of like five or six, because that's too many, but you have to go more than one because then that's too little. Cause then how could you know if you've lived your life and, oh my God, can you just not? Mm-hmm. And then I think it's also like, this is kind of like backtracking a little bit, but going back to the like people having opinions about things and like, being almost a bit like know it all about that like I do understand that it 
I think that like most of the time it genuinely comes from a place of people don't want to see you get hurt. But I think that it's really unfortunate that we as a society are so like terrified of negative emotions that we would rather people don't get hurt and don't learn anything than experience the things that will help them grow and learn as people and like attract better things to their lives. Like if I had not dated the questionable people I had dated in the past, I would not be in this relationship right now. And I'm not saying that in terms of like a, oh, you have to face your trials and tribulations to do this, whatever, or like, you need to have the bad to make the good worth it. But just on a practical level, like, I would not have started seeing my therapist, who was a huge part in teaching me the communication skills that I use on a like, daily basis to like, continue to improve and like thrive in the relationship that I have with my partner like you know like I wouldn't have learned those things I wouldn't have learned that certain things in a relationship are unacceptable to me like I just wouldn't have because I mean maybe not everyone is like this but I need to learn by doing and by messing up I'm not going to learn something by like reading blog articles on like you know how to bring up a difficult issue with your partner like Yes, you can do that and you can gather all that information. That's great. And I actually think like it's important to like be learning in a number of ways. But one of those ways I think has to kind of be like making mistakes. And not everyone needs to make the same kind of mistakes. But like I think that it's a shame that as a society we're so terrified of being hurt that we would rather we would rather cut ourselves off from like the wonderful things we can have because we have to face hard stuff along the way. Like we would rather choose mediocrity over brilliance with difficulty. Yeah, no, for sure. And that was also just beautiful. Oh my goodness, that last sentence was poetic. You know, I try. Sometimes I'm eloquent. (laughs) (laughs) You are very sometimes. (laughs) You're very, very eloquent. But yeah, no. And I think the other thing that I was thinking of, um, which I think is also, this isn't just amusing because it reminds me of how differently we view people. Um, where you give them the benefit of the doubt that they probably just don't want to see you hurt. And my thing is just like, they just want to be the people to help you rather than be of help to you. Um, uh, and it's probably a combination of both, to be honest. I don't think one comes without the other. But, um, but that's the other thing that really gets me about this, is I feel like that people always want to be the... They, they always want to be right. They always want to have the answer. They always want to know better just like what you were saying, they always, like they'll read three articles or they'll read four self-help books and they've decided they've understood the world. And I feel like they don't, they don't want to ask what would be helpful to you in that situation and how do you want to have this conversation and what would work and what wouldn't work and all of that. Yeah, um, totally. And so I think that that is something that, yeah, just makes navigating, like the world of, romantic stuff is so complicated and so difficult anyway and having to deal with other people's expectations and thoughts on it just is this added layer of annoyance (laughs) I feel like we just don't need like come on it's unnecessary to deal with already (laughs) and on that note I think we're wrapping up for today yes sounds good thank you so much for listening yeah thank you so much for listening I hope that I know that this episode was a lot of ranting. (laughs) Um, Hopefully it was useful, thought-provoking ranting and not just annoying.
but yeah, I really hope that this, well, I think we both really hope this has been useful for you. Yeah, maybe if you head over to our Instagram, also called Imperfection in Training, you can let us know, like, what is something that, like, what is something, one, like, romantic lesson that you've learned um, that you think that other people would want to hear or that we would want to hear because really we want to hear it we want to learn more about you and your lives in a <laughs> non-weird way let's just all be friends <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sometimes I think I'm literally that person from Mean Girls who's like why can't we just all get along like we used to <laughs> oh. oh lordy but anyway um yeah, we hope you enjoyed this episode. We will be back next week, same time, same place. Peace out. Much love, y'all. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Imperfection in Training. We'll check in again next week, same time, same place. Until next time.